0: What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Band's Hoops Podcast. Man, back at it again today, Monday, July 6th. Hopefully all you guys had a nice, safe, fun, and enjoyable weekend. Hopefully all you guys have a nice, good, successful, and productive week. Please do not take any day for granted, man. Every single day that you wake up is a new blessing. It's a new day to get better. Please do not let that go over your guys' heads, man. Get better, even if it's just 1% better. Please try and get better each and every single day for your friends for your family members and for your loved ones and just for the world just get better as people so hopefully you guys do that man as always please please take the coronavirus serious man it has affected some of my loved ones It is a real virus and it is nothing to play with so if you got to go outside please wear a mask um you know look up different ways to protect and strengthen your immune system whether that's washing your hands you know um drinking water, getting sleep, exercising, all that stuff helps strengthen and protect your immune system. So please do those things, man. And hopefully, you know, soon, it's been a while now, we can get through this coronavirus pandemic. And as always, black lives will always matter. We still need justice for Breonna Taylor. We still need justice for Elijah McClain and anybody else has been a victim of police brutality and even worse, police murderings, and we still need justice for Vanessa Gillian because that whole entire situation is just messed up. But hopefully, all you guys are doing good out there. So let's get into some basketball talk. So, as the NBA teams, all the organizations are preparing this week to make the transition from wherever they're at, you know, major cities, minor cities, whatever, whatever NBA city they're in, to Orlando, Florida, all the teams will be making the trip, except for the Toronto Raptors who have been there for I believe for the past week. So I was thinking with this being unprecedented times, with this being a weird season, the entire league is going to be in a bubble confined from the rest of the world. It's going to be interesting, secluded completely secluded in Orlando, Florida, at you know Walt Disney World Resorts. It's interesting. So, I've seen the courts. I've seen some updated pictures of the courts. The courts are going to be three courts, of course. You know, they'll have two nasty televised games each night, I believe. Of course, every single team will have eight regular season games. And, of course, if you make the playoffs, you know, you get in the playoffs. And I think both the eighth and the ninth seeds um, from the Western and the Eastern Conference are going to have to compete to win that AC. We'll see how they do that. I think that's still up in the air as of right now. But I was thinking, so. With all of this happening, which teams have the most to lose and which team has the most to gain, which teams, you know, singular. And so let's get right into it. So the most to lose, the team that has the most to lose to me personally, I'm not going to lie, I sincerely believe this is the Houston Rockets and this is why. The Rockets have a lot to lose because, you know, you already start off the season kind of rough. Of course, you got Russell Westbrook, who's an MVP, just like James Harden. But you had that whole controversial moment with Daryl Morey, the general manager, um, in the China situation. And that thing, you know, that, that lost a lot of money for the NBA. So the Rockets start off the year really, really bad. So you had that. And now I'm looking at it like, okay, you know, a lot of people are picking the Houston Rockets to be the sleeper favorites, you know, in the West because it's a weird circumstance. You got two MVPs that can score and get a bucket whenever. They play an unorthodox type of style. They don't have a true big man. They they rely on P.J. Tucker to get rebounds and hit threes and stuff like that. P.J. Tucker's their tallest player, their most active player. They got, you know, Robert Covington before the free agency deadline appeared. So they made some moves. Of course, they got rid of Clint Capella traded him to the Hawks. It's just been weird all around. And honestly, like before the season ended abruptly, or before the season paused abruptly, shall I say, I was really concerned about the Rockets because I knew they're, look, with Mike D'Antoni, he's going to win regular season games. Ever since he's with the Phoenix Suns, ever since he's pretty much been in the league, he's going to get the job done in the regular season. The offense that he plays, the, the space, the floor, you know, get your three point shots up. He's going to win regular season games, but he's always had a problem in the postseason. Kobe Bryant said you can't win like that. May he rest in peace. And Scottie Pippen, another Hall of Famer with six rings, said that type of that play style, you cannot win with that. And I've always been a big believer in that, just as you know Kobe and Scottie Pippen have said. And so with that, again, you don't have a traditional center. You play five point you you play five guards and like two forwards. And so that's a weird lineup in itself in a conference that has Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, yusuf Nurkic, um a whole bunch of different big men, Rudy Gobert, you know, Stephen Adams. How are you going to contain those guys when the playoffs come in? So, I was looking at it like this. Again, they're going to win a whole bunch of regular season games. They might go six and two in these eight, in these eight games that they have left. They might go eight and no. I wouldn't be surprised because James Harden, again, he lost I think like twenty pounds. He got super skinny. He looks like he's in much better shape than he's ever been in his career. I heard uh, I believe it was Kendrick Perkins said that back when he was in OKC, they used to tell him the Oklahoma City um, training staff used to tell him like you need to cut down weight. And I believe that's kind of been a problem with him. But at the other you know the other end of that, it's like you know he's been a bucket. He's one of the greatest scorers of all time. But nonetheless, so you got all those, you know, equating factors going into this. And now I'm looking at like, okay, with these circumstances, other than what was that, 2017, when they took the Warriors to seven games, and they lost and they missed 27 straight threes or 28 straight threes and they lost. They didn't have CP3, you know, Golden State didn't have Andre Iguodala. That was their probably closest chance to get to an NBA finals with James Harden leading them. Now you have this time. Honestly, I'm looking at it like this might be the last and final shot that James Harden will have a chance at, at winning a championship ring as the number one option on a team because, again, he's one of the greatest scorers of all time, no doubt about it, in my mind. I think he's probably, I'd probably have him top five. If anything, you know, you got to have James Harden top 10 scorers of all time, no doubt about it. But, again, with these weird, you know, unprecedented circumstances, you're in a whole different, you know, you're pretty much in your own city alongside all the other NBA teams you're gonna to have to be able to make up ground, and and honestly, I'm looking at it like this too. Like, you have a roster that's pretty much been together for majority of the season. Again, you you had Robert Covington get acquired. You've always had PJ Tucker. You got Eric Gordon, Austin Rivers. You have all these pieces. Daniel Daniel House. So you guys are probably the most. You guys probably have the most chemistry of all the teams in the Western Conference. You know, of course, the Nuggets have been together. You know, the Lakers kind of, we'll talk about them in a second. The Lakers have got a new roster. The Clippers haven't played a lot together due to injuries. So honestly, you know, the Utah Jazz are okay, but they're still not as talented as the Rockets. So it's like the Rockets really have to get things done. And plus, again, you have two MVPs. You have Russell Westbrook, who averaged a triple-double for not one season, but two seasons, which we might not ever see again. And you have James Harden, who undoubtedly is one of the best scores of all time you cannot waste these two dudes' primes and they've already played together so they know each other's playing styles and of course you know at that time you know James Harden wasn't who James Harden is now and shoot even Russell Westbrook isn't the same Russell he is now but they still have chemistry they still play together they still know each other's weaknesses and strengths and that's a big time thing and so we'll see and then the last factor with the Rockets and then we'll move on Mike D'Antoni did not sign a contract extension with the Houston Rockets. Like, the Rockets, I believe it was Wolves that actually reported it, like, early this year, maybe late last year, that said D'Antonio completely stopped talking, had his agents completely stopped talking with the Houston Rockets when it comes to contract extension talk. So he's only due for the rest of the season. And then we're going to see, and I think, honestly, Daryl Morey, who, of course, again, is the general manager of the Houston Rockets, I think he's waiting to see how the season plays out. And I think, you know, maybe Mike D'Antoni decides to take his talents to like the Brooklyn Nets and decides to coach Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, or maybe he tries to stay, or maybe it's another job out there for him. It's plenty of options. He'll he'll definitely have a job. And I know he said he wants to coach for at least three more years. I believe he's like 69, pushing 70 right now, if I'm not mistaken. So he's up there in age-wise, but he can still coach, no doubt about it. But I'm just super concerned about the playoffs. And this is the year, honestly, like this your last year under contract. You got two MVPs. You have a pretty solid roster. You still don't have a, a true big man, but you know that's how you, you love you know statistics and stuff like that. So you're going to have to run with this lineup. We'll see what the Houston Rockets can do, man. Again, you're in the stacked West Western Conference. You got to make some noise. You got to do something. You got to at least get to the Conference Finals. And honestly, me personally, I don't think they're going to do that. I think the Rockets, excuse me, I think the Lakers and the Clippers are just simply better. Honestly, that's just how it is. I think the Rockets are... Easily the third best team, but I don't think and I don't see them getting past either of the Los Angeles teams. And that's the team that I believe has the most to lose heading into Orlando, Florida this week. So, the team that has the most to gain, I think this is an easy answer. And I got to go with the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm gonna tell you guys why. The first reason you have 16 NBA championships, which is second most in the league. If you win one this season in this bubble, You'll be tied for most alongside, of course, the Boston Celtics. That's a big thing, who, of course, are also your rivals. And look, you know, a lot of the Boston Celtics championships were way, way back in the day, like not even the 80s, they were like the 60s, you know, back in the day with Bill Russell and stuff like that. Nonetheless, though, if the Lakers could get that 17th ring in a season like this where you had a a big-time break, you had a, what, a three- to four-month break in the middle of the season and come back and get the job done... I'm not going to say it would be surprising because I picked the Lakers to win the NBA championship or the NBA final, shall I say, this entire year before the season even started once they acquired Anthony Davis. So I wasn't really shocked or anything like that, but I wouldn't be shocked. But it's just, you know, 17 rings, man. You get that 17th ring and you tie with Boston. That's a huge, huge landmark in Laker history. No doubt about it in my mind. Under LeBron James, that's a big time thing too. And of course, the next reason you have lebron james lebron james and anthony davis two easily top 10 players in the national basketball association right now you have two of them lebron one of the greatest players of all time up in age and ad who's one of the best you know young big or probably the best young big in the league and yes he's still young he just entered his prime so it's like you have two dominant players and that's going to be the thing too also when it comes to Anthony Davis, who has still not signed an extension with the Los Angeles Lakers, a lot of people have speculated that there is a chance that he might end up leaving the Lakers next season. Me personally, I do not feel that way at all, especially if they win a ring. I think AD will come back and try to you know keep that ring alive and keep it in LA, but I just can't see Anthony Davis leaving. Even though I know Anthony Davis is not a regular person, I wouldn't be surprised, but I just can't imagine any other city right now that fits Anthony Davis better than LeBron James in the Los Angeles Lakers. You're in LA, first of all, playing in the most premier market in all of the NBA alongside one of the greatest players of all time who makes the game much, much easier for you. I don't know why you would leave that situation. Again, especially if they win a ring this year. So there's that too. AD has a lot of uncertainty in his future, but in the end, I do think even if they win or lose this year, I do think they will try and run it back next year. And I think Anthony Davis will be a Laker for many more years to come. Another reason, and the last reason why I think they have the most to game for the Lakers is because they have a weird roster right now. Like Again, the Rockets have been together for a minute. The Nuggets have been together for a minute, even though they added Jeremy Grant and stuff like that. Utah Jazz have had a couple moves, getting Jordan Clarkson, of course, getting Mike Conley. They've had those moves, but... For the most part, most of the teams in the Western Conference have stayed the same. Like, the, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks have stayed the same for the most part. Like, no team has really gotten different. You know, of course, Oklahoma City has gotten different with the acquisition of Shea Gilgis Alexander last year for Paul George, and CP3 coming over with the Russell Westbrook trade. So you have all that. But the Lakers have made some recent roster moves. Like, the Lakers recently just signed Deion Waiters a few months ago. And Deion Waiters is really good. I've been a fan of Deion Waiters ever since he came into the league in 2013. He's still one of the best isolation scorers in the league. I want you guys to know that even with all those troubles that he had down in Miami, he's still a bucket getter. He's still one of Philadelphia's best bucket getters ever. Point blank period. And then you get J.R. Smith because Avery Bradley decides that he's going to be a family man. And again, we respect his decision 100%. He's going to be a family member and stay with his family member because he has an older son that has had a trouble of getting through respiratory illnesses. So you're going to get J.R. Smith. And J.R. Smith honestly brings a new dynamic to this Lakers team because they've never had, or this team has had a good, they've had some good three-point shooters like Danny Green, but I don't think, and Danny Green is an elite shooter, but I don't think Danny Green is as good as a shooter as J.R. Smith is, especially when it comes to tough shot making. And Danny Green, just like J.R. Smith, they both played in the biggest moments, game sevens of the finals and stuff like that. But J.R. Smith, to me, I just think does it better, especially on the offensive end. You can make an argument who who plays better defense, but I think getting J.R. Smith is going to be a big acquisition for the Lakers too. And, and that's going to be a key thing too. Like how fast does it take J.R. to get, you know, acclimated with the Lakers? How, how, fast will he get comfortable with this team that's going to be a big time factor and that is why i have the lakers with the most to gain going down to orlando and it sounds like dwight howard's decision is still up in the air too i I think it was a report that said he might or that he's leaning on coming towards playing but it still sounds like he's not too sure about what he wants to do but i think you know dwight howard was having a phenomenal season coming off the bench for the Lakers. If they lose him, that's gonna be a big blow too because he was really, really playing well on the defensive end, rebounding, catching lobs, setting screens, doing a whole bunch of different things for that bench unit, that's gonna be big too. But hopefully, I think it, it, I think he'll end up playing, but if they lose him, that might hurt the Lakers too. So we'll see, and that is why I have the Lakers with the most to gain going to Orlando, and I have the Houston Rockets with the most to lose going down to Orlando. So let's move on to some college basketball news. So. A player that I actually just heard about today, but I've actually been watching all of his highlights. I watched game film to I watched full game film to see the type of player that he actually was, and he's the truth. He goes by the name of Alex Chiku. If you haven't heard of him, he's a 6'11 power forward. He's from Paris, France. He actually has been in the United States for, the I believe, the past four years he played high school basketball. I believe he started off at Finley Prep. Then they got closed down, and then he moved to Brewster Academy out in New Hampshire, the same school that Donovan Mitchell went to, and I, then he left there last year. And then this final year, which was his you know junior year slash senior year, he played at Dream City Christian um, School down in Glendale, Arizona, which is a really good school, powerhouse for basketball down in AZ. And so I couldn't find his stats, but Alex Chiku, this dude is the truth. A lot of people think um, he reminds – or a lot of people say that this dude reminds – them of Giannis, and I wouldn't necessarily say that. I could see it, though, because he's 6'11". He moves like a gazelle down the court. He does have the same speed. And you know, leap and, and you know, essence to him of, that Giannis has. He's not necessarily as dominant, and of course, not as strong. But he kind of reminds me of Jonathan Isaac. And for those of you who don't know who Jonathan Isaac is, he went to Florida State. He was a McDonald's All-American. Played one year at Florida State under Leonard Hamilton. And now he was a lottery pick for the Orlando Magic. He's been with the Orlando Magic ever since. I believe he got drafted in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. And he's the truth. And he's going to be a big time player too. He's just been dealing with injuries. But Alex Chiku. He can play the shooting guard, he can play the small forward, and he could play the power forward. He can play all three of those positions. He can shoot the ball really, really well. He's really elite in transition, whether that's scoring the ball, making plays with the ball in his hands, or rebounding, or just simply running the floor. He is super, super good in transition. He's a dominant player in transition. I think the biggest thing that he needs to work on, I think the thing that's going to propel him to be an NBA player, because as of right now... No doubt about it in my mind. He is going to be an NBA player, I guarantee you. If you haven't heard about him now, you definitely will in the future. Alex Chico is the goods. Chico, excuse me, Alex Chico. He is going to play in the NBA. And look, he has the entire skill set. The biggest thing he needs to work on is getting a, a true handle on the ball. His handle isn't necessarily where it needs to be yet but once he gets that it's going to be so easy for him to be an elite basketball player because he's already super athletic he already rebounds really really well he has the mid-range jumper down packed he has a good looking rotation on the shot he has good footwork he has good mechanics for the most part on his release and his jump shot but once he gets that handle so he can work on his in-between game he's going to be damn near unguardable this dude alex chiku is a special special talent again from paris france and so Yesterday, which would have been Sunday, July 5th, early in the morning, he announced his commitment to Nate Oates and the Alabama Crimson Tide. This is a big, big get for Coach Oates in his program in the SEC Conference. I'm going to tell you guys why, because not only do they have a really good class that's coming in in the 2020 class, Um, because Alex Yuku will be joining that class. He was originally in the 2021 class, but he decided recently, I believe last week, that he was going to reclass and become a college freshman. He'll be headed to Alabama, I'm pretty sure, within the next few weeks. He's going to be joining a 2020 class that's coming in for Nate Oates that consists of Josh Lewis, or excuse me, Josh Primo, who was another really good point guard from Canada. Um, Really, really good point guard, matter of fact. He's going to be joining Josh Primo. He's going to be joining... Keon Ambrose, who's a really good player too. He'll also be joining Darius Miles. He'll be joining Juco transfer Keon Ellis, and he'll be joining Yale grad transfer, one of the best grad transfers on the market, Jordan Brunner. Alabama is going to have an elite, team coming in next season I promise you they're going to be one of the best teams in the SEC because you're also going to return of course you're going to lose Kyra Lewis who's going to be a phenomenal point guard in the NBA I guarantee he's a really good player you're going to bring back Jaden Shackelford who is actually from the same area that I'm from shout out to Hesperia shout out to the 909 Jaden Shackelford is the goods. you're going to bring back Herb Jones for his senior year. John Petty, I believe, is still 50-50 on you know staying in the NBA draft or coming back to school. But even if he does stay in the draft, it's not that big of a loss because he's kind of been a letdown. It sucks to say. But you're going to get Javon Quinterly eligible, who, of course, transferred over from Villanova last year. Really good point guard. And again, you have a really good 2020 class, man. This team is going to be really good. I believe Jaden Shackelford, who had a really good freshman year, he should end up being the number one option on this team. But Alex Chiku is going to be a stud, and I believe he's only 17 years old right now, so he's enrolling in college early, so he's going to play at least two years under Coach Oates in the Crimson Tide. He's going to fit in really, really well with that play style, because they love to get up and down, they love to push the pace, push the tempo, they play a really, really fast type of offense, so he's going to be going into a really, really good situation. And As I look at the SEC landscape next year when it comes to basketball. It's going to be interesting because of course, you know, Kentucky is always going to be in the mix. They have a really good recruiting class coming in. But after that, it's kind of iffy. Like, you know, Florida's usually good. They're not going to be that good with the loss of Andrew Nemhard. Arkansas should be really good actually because Eric Musselman got a good recruiting class coming in, plus some good returners coming back. Um I'm not really too sure about Texas A&M right now. Auburn, they should be kind of good, but they're going to be really really young. I'm looking at who else is there really? Vanderbilt, you know, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt, they'll be all right it's not too many tough teams in the SEC as it was this year compared to going into the 2020-2021 season. So Alabama's going to have a legitimate shot to get back to the NCAA tournament because I believe the last time they were in it was in 2018. I know they missed it in 2019 this past season, so, or pretty much everybody missed it, I guess. But... um or twenty twenty shots. So I know they missed it in twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. So the last time they were there was actually when Colin Sexton hit that game winner, I believe, in the SEC tournament. I think that was versus Texas A Name, I believe it was, to get them into the NCAA tournament. So this year, Coach Oates, who's done a, a, a pretty solid job of doing what he's had to do since he's gotten there in his one year, year two, no doubt about it in my mind. He should get um excuse me, he should get um Alabama into the NCAA tournament. And then um, a couple other, I believe, who else is out there? Tennessee might have a good team. You know, Rick Barnes should do a good job. So, yeah, I think it will be Kentucky, Tennessee, and I think Alabama should be right there in the mix competing for SEC regular season title. No doubt about it in my mind. When I look at that roster, they have players at each position, man. They, they are loaded. They are versatile. They have experienced wings. This should be a really, really good year if you're an Alabama basketball fan. Trust me. with that being said man as always this has been another episode of the kevo bands hoops podcast man shout out to nuts and bolts sports man i'm featured on their college basketball podcast network on a podcast network alongside a whole bunch of other really really good podcasts please go check us out again we are at nuts and bolts sports we are at nuts and bolts sp on both twitter and instagram also i'm a college basketball writer slash blogger slash journalist for nuts and bolts sports featured alongside a whole bunch of other really great and talented writers slash bloggers slash journalists so please go check us out again we are at nuts and bolts sp on both twitter and instagram go check us out for all your sports news and needs lastly we are at nuts and bolts sports man so please go check us out we are also on youtube too so please go check us out subscribe to us go show us some love for all your sports news man trust me nuts and bolts sports has you but again With that being said, though, man, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. You guys stay safe out there. As always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That is how we share, grow, and expand the podcast. Again, you guys be safe. Please be as cautious as can be with the coronavirus still going around. Enjoy your week. Just know that each and every single day you are blessed and count your blessings too, man. As always, peace, love, and blessings gone.